<laughs> She's right in there. All right. She's finding all the spots. Stop talking to Chris. <laughs> We are live, baby! Uh, but we are also on tape. We are deep down in the bowels uh, of least music. Episode 81 of Kamloops last week. Michael Potestio, Christopher Folds, Bennett, Magic Mike, and Bill at the controls. You were late today. I was late, yeah. Big meeting at work. Just uh, got uh, too much going on here. Way too much going on. <sighs> Working 22 hours, like the mayor. 26 hours, hammer like time. the mayor, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's not overtime anymore, it's hammer time. It's hammer time. Michael, you're here I'm to here. talk about council. Before you do, though, cool show today. We have Rachel Stratton. She's a writer and a blogger from the UK. You got an email, right? Yeah. She's making her way to Alberta. She had some... Vehicle troubles. Well, she's a farmer that travels the world taking yeah. jobs. She, yeah. she had a job, I think, in Alberta. Yeah. She had to come up this way, had a disaster in Vancouver, and apparently Kamloopsians have saved her She She wrote to us to say, uh, I need to say this because she thought oh, she was going to be stranded. She thought the worst is going to happen, and uh, a bunch of Kamloopsians uh, restored her faith in humanity or just, or just reminded her that, uh, hey, uh, in this world of craziness, uh, there's some good people. Yeah. And um, she wanted to reach out to say, not just thank you, but just to let people know, hey, this uh, this town, the people she met, uh, rose rose up and helped her, and she was quite amazed by it. Yeah, and she can extrapolate as yes. to what she's talking about. Anything there, Mike? Have you ever farmed before? Been on a farm in your life? You you know that I that I farm <laughs> every tomatoes. summer in my backyard garden, and I use the old world knowledge of my grandparents to the north north the, the, the north Kamloops Italian knowledge. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. I should clarify yes. north. I don't know if John Keane farmed in Lanigan, Saskatchewan. I know his dad was the mayor, though, and I know he's going to be on our show. His uh, dad's going to be on the show? No, 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 no. John oh. Keane will be on the show. His dad was the mayor of Lanigan back in the day. He's going to talk all things Kamloops Blazers. They had a great road trip, uh, five of six, Central Division, Team 111 straight. They're back home Friday, so we're going to talk to John about what's going on with the Blazers. Kamloops Storm also eliminated. Game seven loss at home. Heartbreaking. You saw some of the video there. Very heartbreaking good. stuff. We're going to deal with that. Also, we're going to kind of check the storm a little bit because some of their... Marty has an issue with their social well, some media of their social account, media their Twitter account. It's Bush uh, League. And actually, it's, they, they do so many good things. I called a source last night to ask who runs the Twitter <laughs> account. I won't say it on the show here, but it's not who we thought it was. We're going to talk about all the great things the storm are doing, but also maybe give them a nudge to say enough is enough. I, I actually used to run their Twitter account back uh, about 10 years ago. When it was on MySpace? When they, when they started... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was Twitter. It was about 2013. We called it Stormwatch. It was great. Was it Stormwatch? It's isn't that now, the, isn't that the far right group in the? In, in, I hope in not. The, yeah, Stormwatch is the far right group that tried to overthrow uh, many governments. Well, we're def our, my, my page is defunct now. So I think he's in I charge think, of it now. I think he's a 1930s Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Mussolini. We have Reed Hammer Jackson on March 15th, Reader's Digest. Two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. Vanny Sartini, the Whitecaps, next week on this very show. But let's talk about Reed and Council last night, because you were there last night, and it was an interesting Council meeting. Yeah, it was another, uh, basically another marathon uh, City Council meeting. Um, so the last Council meeting that they had was the January 31st, and it was another, like, five, six-hour-long meeting. It's not uncommon for council meetings to go long, but uh, that meeting in particular was ballooned by a rather large portion of uh, public input. It was about a two-hour long session that kind of expanded it, made it going, and it kind of led to our former colleague Dale Bass uh, putting forward a notice motion to limit people's speaking time, which was common practice under the previous mayor, but it wasn't written down in the bylaw. So right. her motion was going to basically codify it to say, okay, keep it to five minutes so everybody can have a chance to speak, but raise a question and also keep it about city business, which is what the public, when you come up and you speak to something, public inquiry on, on in, at the council meeting, has to do with the agenda. You and can't so, just start going off about yeah. whatever's on, whatever you what's on, on the, what's on what's the, on the agenda minutes, for that day. Right. Yeah. And then, so we've had about, uh, I think about a three week break uh, in regular council meetings with a bunch of budget meetings and committee meetings in between. And we're back to uh, our first regular council meeting since then. And there was yet again another long lineup of people. Uh, Dale's motion was going to be up for, to be voted on. Another cavalcade of people just uh, <laughs> taking the mic and, and 
and waxing. was long waxing eloquent about what they thought was wrong. People, you know, at, at times uh, some there was a, some heated exchanges between uh, councillors and, and and the speakers. Especially a lot of them, Bill Sarai, boy, he was, he was running hot yesterday. He That's right. he 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 went off. In fact, he was the first speaker. Mac something. Yeah, Mac Gordon. Yeah, he yeah. ran. He ran for, for council. council. He's a former uh, teacher. He's a prolific uh, social media guy who has a lot of ideas for the city. And I'm not exactly sure what his question was going to be. He eventually got cut off because he just he didn't get to the point. I think he was about to. He wanted to address one of the delegations, but he never got around to it. And that was the problem: is that you're supposed to have. And people, even before Dale's motion got to the floor, were saying could just stick to the five-minute rule. Brett Minier of Radio NL had this to say. He called it an absolute embarrassment, the meeting, and stuff full of performative time-wasting crap. I think Brett's uh, on the mark on that because there was a lot of there was a lot of people there who were kind of suspiciously just kind of like touting certain things that I know that the mayor has been has been big on. So you, you kind of have an eyebrow-raising moment there. Like, and one of them, he, he at one point said, "Whatever you think of this mayor, he's at least trying to do something." So it's like there was. So yeah, like a few people, uh, one guy, he used to own, he said he owned the subways in town. Great and Flanagan. Great and yeah, Flanagan. He did, he owned all the subways and he, and he had dealt with them a lot and he said the, uh, they're, they're, it's out of control, he sold them last year and he said uh, his main point was that uh, whatever you're doing is not working and downtown is, the, the, of his nine locations, you know, and downtown was by far the worst, they had the worst, mm -hmm. he had some examples of young employees going through hell. And his, his comments uh, followed Howie Reimer, who again, for like the second or third time, Howie Reimer is the head of the Downtown Catalyst BIA, Business Improvement Association. Howie Reimer came up there and said, basically, it's, it's not getting better. Uh, one, of, one of his clients, one of his businesses' windows was smashed again. And he said that the thrift store, the RIH Auxiliary Thrift Store, run by senior citizen volunteers, is this close to closing because they cannot handle the threats, the violence, the vandalism, mm -hmm. just the mayhem down there. Yeah. And um, Graydon Flanagan, who used to be a business owner, who was on the downtown BIA board for many years, he just reiterated that. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, nobody there had a solution. And they were saying, you guys are doing what you're doing, but they're just reminding you that this issue is still out of control and we need to do something about it. And I think the over overriding consensus is no one knows what the hell to do. And Bill yeah. Sarai, he was uh, upset and they had a recess. What, what what happened there? Yeah, so what happened with, with Bill was the very first speaker, which was uh, Matt Gordon there, he was going on his rant. And, and to my point about about uh, Braden, the subway guy? Graydon Flanagan. Graydon. Graydon is that he, he went up there and he delivered. He said, I don't have a question. And he just launched into his, his speech. And to my point about why this has become an issue is because people are now using that as a soapbox and not to inquire yeah, about and, anything and on the agenda motion, per se. Which we can tie in because that was voted on later, right? Yeah. But, but, but her motion was also, I mean, I mean, the intent of her motion, if not the actual wording, the intent of the motion was not only five minutes, but ask a question. You're not yes. there to, to make a speech. Which many people didn't do and were there to make a speech. But yes. also, I think <clears throat> Mr. Hammer Jackson started like timing people's... Yeah, he, he did after the, after, after the recess. Yeah. He got he got very he yeah. got very to the point on yeah. that. I don't know if it was uh, you're flippant or not. <laughs> you would say the time after they were So I don't know if he was being sarcastic or what about the rule, because I know he's not in favor of mm -hmm. that. He was on the show saying he wasn't in favor of it. But to, to Bill's issue, uh, he, he was he, he got really hot under the collar basically after the very first speaker, which was Mac, and basically he started saying, like, you need to have a question yeah. here, and he started getting, you could tell he was getting really agitated, and that eventually turned to him kind of mentioning, motioning to the mayor that you have to, it's you your have job to control to, this, it's yeah. your job to control this and do this. You're the chair of the, of the meeting, you, you do your job, mayor. It got, yeah, it it got, got really, you could, it's the tension, you could feel the tension yes. at the office when I was listening to it and doing work <laughs> and other things, and um, I'm listening to the to You're the, in the, the middle meeting. of the 22. I'm listening to the, it's it's deadline. I, I'm doing. I, I, it's like an hour to deadline. I got five pages to do. I'm basically doing it all myself. You're on hammer and time. I'm listening I know. to it. I'm listening to the meeting. Michael's covering it, and I could I could feel the tension. You know, how sometimes when you see something, you're like you feel embarrassed yeah. or cringeworthy for yeah. people. Yeah. I felt that. that for everybody there because it was that. it felt like that, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, He's feeling up on Dalhousie and in the room. Yeah, I'm feeling it up in Southgate there, and you're downtown. That's right. So Reed calls a recess. It was one of three recesses that we. had had during this meeting. Um, but he calls a recess, and it was probably a smart move because you could tell that there was that tension there. Cool they go in the down. back. I don't know if anything uh, was said or if cooler heads prevailed. You couldn't hear any yelling, so either they were quiet or nobody said anything. They're all ignoring Reed, probably. 
And then they came back and it was a bit more civil, but it was still a lot of people on their soapbox, not inquiring about the agenda items. Uh, Katie Newstater at one point was, was pretty uh, sharp in, in, in f finding, like people would start off talking about an agenda item and then they'd veer off yep. to something else. And she put point of, she'd have to, she called a point of order at one point, being like trying to get things back on the rails. That's usually probably something that Reed should be doing. Katie's probably the, uh, I think, she's probably the one who's most versed, who knows more about that kind of stuff, the Robert's Rules of Order, yeah. how to run a yeah. meeting, because she's done a lot of it. And so she's the one who, who, who kind of, in previous meetings, has helped the mayor to say, well, this is what you got to yeah. do, this is what you got to do. Kelly Wasn't the worst bristled meeting. a little bit as well? Yeah. He, he was in, in on that part too, but he really started to kind of uh, let his uh, dissatisfaction be known when Reed's motion for 15, he, he put in a notice of motion back on the 31st meeting, a notice of motion f uh, for 15 outreach workers, for the city to basically help social agencies in town uh, fund and, and get the province to fund them, 15 outreach workers in town. It was, it was kind of vague in terms of exactly how that would happen. And uh, Kelly Hall pretty much called him out on it. He, he basically kind of just, uh, he, he really skewered the motion for being uh, vague and, 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 uh, and lacking detail or any sort of real plan. And, and the biggest thing, and if you, if you talk with people enough at the city that I do, and you read between the lines, you can kind of see where people, people are kind of showing you how, how they really feel. Because he mentioned uh, that if he, he's a Mr. Mayor, if you, had, if you had done any of this work with your colleagues, you know, we might be more comfortable with this motion, which again speaks to that whole rift that we've noticed yeah. on council, which in appears to be increasingly the mayor separate from that comment the rest of alone. The team. Kelly Hall's comment alone confirmed for anybody out there who believes anything, or or for any 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 anyone at City Hall, councilors or staff, who say, "Oh, it's not as bad as you think." That comment alone confirmed that the rift is 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 as real and is and the gulf is as wide as it's always been. He said, he said, if if you bother to. To, to, to talk to us ahead of time. We wouldn't be in this yeah. position with a very weak motion. He was very critical of his motion. In yeah. fact, a lot of the councillors admonished the mayor for coming unprepared, bringing a weak-ass motion in there. Yeah. And then and then, and then then uh, the mayor got a little bit uh, ruffled, and he said, well, you're the expert or you're the veteran, jokingly. And then Kelly says, you know, maybe one day... Yeah, he said uh, about working together, working maybe together, one day you'll learn that. Maybe one day you'll learn that. It was very cutting. Very yes. cutting. Yeah. On the, on the one last point on the on the and it was just a mess of a meeting and and and, and uh, it went too long, but on the, on the, on on that note of, of long meetings and that was been a, a case. I think some of the councillors need to sort of look in the mirror because many of them spoke repeatedly on the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Karpak was one who who said a lot of the same things or repeated what other people are saying. We've seen that in previous councils and yeah. I thought maybe well they want their airtime. Yeah. But if the concern is this meeting is going too long. And everything that needs to be said about an issue, such as Reed's motion, then perhaps the councillors should just be quiet. You don't have to. You don't have to chime in and repeat what we've heard eight times already. Yeah. And this is uh, this is not just Carpuck, but I noticed that listening that he he would come in and say something, or another councillor would would O'Reilly said something that it was already repeated. Um, if the, if the if the issue is long meetings, then say your piece, or if it's already been said. Just, just admit it and be like, just, just, I agree you don't with have my to colleagues. Talk. And we want. You don't have I've to seen talk that happen in multiple councils and councils and in merit. It just seems to be a thing yeah. on councils in I, general. I think, I think want every, every council member should listen to what's happening. And if they're going to just repeat what's already said, it's like going to a public hearing and having the same person say the same thing. That could help cut down on the meeting. Yeah. That's just an aside. Okay, let's move out of the weeds, the vultures that we are, and, and focus on some of the positive stuff that came out of the meeting because there were some developments. Canary yeah. Flats and yeah. I think some housing information from the old Duchess or behind the old Duchess. Yeah, there was three big um, housing projects that got their uh, third reading and passed public hearings uh, there. The Canary Flats, the Mondo development there on uh, the corner of First and, uh, and Columbia. Uh, I think it was going to add 80 units 77 77 units yeah. of, uh, of multi-family housing on that corner basically going to change the landscape for the skyline there it's be probably be the second biggest thing next to what uh, the faucets are building down on nicola that passed um a housing agreement with bc housing uh, behind the, the old duchess there it was interesting a few years ago there was that controversy before the city bought uh that old property but what would become of uh of the duchess after it basically fell in. I think what was the owners uh, put it up for sale? The yep. old owners, and they were. Yep. And uh, basically, BC, they, the city bought the property. They bought the Duchess and the property behind it on Campbell. And they've 
basically they've come to an agreement, and I've talked with people at BC Housing about this. They've come to an agreement with the city to purchase the the lot behind the Duchess and, and build a multifamily affordable housing unit for for seniors and families. It's it's not going to be like a, like a shelter. It's going to be basically like a rent control yep. type housing something that's needed in the myriad of housing in, in, in North Kamloops. And last night they, they came to a housing agreement to make sure that it's for seniors in housing and Ask Wellness is going to run it. And everybody voted in favor of it, even the mayor, who's had issues with Ask Wellness uh, recently. Okay, so, they so it was a big... Came together, positive and things. And you actually passed this thing. The interesting thing is that they haven't even completed the sale yet. So they approved the housing agreement with BC Housing before they even sold them the property but that's all that was part of the original deal when the city bought bought the hotel yeah. and the land behind it for 7.1 million dollars a few years ago it was they already talked to bc housing yeah. it says we're gonna buy it for seven million we're gonna sell you this part for i think three million behind there and we're gonna sell the front to a developer yeah. like arpa investments or something after they tear down the, they theoretically we're gonna spend seven and we're gonna make yeah make more in the future and that's you were lobbying for the duchess just to come back you you missed the duchess yeah no, you loved the duchess you, didn't you, you? No. some of the concerts. that was your that was your that was your Slandered that was on your, YouTube that was, right now. That, that was your nickname, out nickname back in the summer, uh, Dutch. Dutch? <laughs> yes. Oh, Dutchy. Oh, Mikey Dutch. Mikey Dutch. Oh, Mikey Dutch? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's not a bad yeah. nickname, actually. And you were with us last weekend. And Mike and Folds and I and you, we were hanging out last weekend. Weren't we, Mike? What we were, were we doing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we had, um, you know, we always get into a lot of trouble. But one of the things that we noticed is that uh, our pants were getting a little tight. So we thought we would try to go over to the um, MacArthur Island and start to work out on their outdoor workout gym. That's, and my pants too, I'm worried about my waistline because on March 7th, across Canada, the Chicken Big Mac from McDonald's is arriving. What? What is this? It's a Chicken Big Mac starting March 7th at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I might have to go to the uh, Playland location at Aberdeen to work it, work all those there, Big Macs off. Yeah, yeah Michael still, Michael still goes. I think. I don't really remember that very well because I was drinking a lot of club cars uh, myself. I was. Uh, Mary Crush is the, the best. Yeah, they, there's a lot of great flavors, and I wanted to try them all. But uh, in doing so, I think I had a bit too many, and uh, don't yeah. really remember things. I remember too seeing well. you. You were you were doing the the trying to do the chest press that the seniors do, and you could barely get it up. So that we put you up on those monkey bars and see if you can do a pull up. And you fell right down, but luckily someone had left a Sealy mattress, right? From from Gordon's, which yeah. is the only uh, appliance and mattress store on the North Shore. And if you go there, you get free cookies, but don't eat too yeah. many though. Waistline issues yeah. and yes. the whole, the whole big circle. big Macs and <laughs> chicken, big Macs and the chicken Big Mac coming That's up. Right. You got to be careful with that. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move on. Mike, you got to go write your story. Your story's not up yet. You got to go write your story. So we'll let you go. Let's meet Rachel Stratton now in Above the Folds. It's brought to you by Club Car Beverages. Welcome to the show, Rachel and Jane. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Okay, who are you? Where are you from? What brought you here? Um, so uh, I'm on social media as the Global Farm Her, and uh, myself and Jane travel the world farming, um, getting involved in agriculture, and we end up in Canada. I think it's almost two weeks ago to the day. So yeah, we've been here a short time, but had quite an adventure already. Yeah, you emailed us out of the blue and you said you've had the best and the worst of Canada and some Kamloopsians have kind of saved the day a little bit. Can you expand oh, on it? Massively. So um, I arrived in Vancouver and she was flying out. She spotted the camera. <laughs> Look at her ears. <laughs> Getting the angles. Looking herself um, Yeah, so Jane was <laughs> arriving two days after me, so I needed a car basically, desperately, and uh, I went and bought one 
I did went to six different car lots. It was a bit like, oh, I don't really trust you guys. And Down in Vancouver, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, for example, I don't know what a Saturn was, but mm. this guy told me it's the most reliable vehicle in Canada. They don't make them anymore. Uh, well, I, I did a big Googling, found out, and thought, oh, we'll skip you. Um, so I got a, um, a car, and uh, the guy was like, I sell to foreigners all the time. I'm really trustworthy. It comes with warranty, blah, blah, blah. I fell for all the sales cons and uh, what you guys call a lemon. <laughs> Someone said to me on the phone, oh, so you bought a lemon? And I was like, no, I bought a car, not a fruit. That's a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it ended up, I was, I went north to a ranch. It didn't work out there. So I was heading to Alberta for a carving job and luckily they're holding the job for me. Um, and I was hoping to make it in one day, but the roads are really icy. So carried on driving on the icy roads, was down to about 40 Ks and was like, I'll get a motel, it'll be all right for the night. Ended up in this little town called Kamloops. Um, and the next morning, I drove about a K down the road and my dash just blew up. Yeah. So I, power steering went and actually also, it's a coil, I believe in the engine went to, but I went to a local garage, Briars Automotive, and she's not so comfy on that chair. Good girl, stay there, sit down, sit. Um, good, girl. good girl. And uh, they diagnosed the problem completely for free. They were absolutely awesome guys, managed to fit me in. Everyone else was busy and said, I'm really sorry, you're going to have to go to Ford. They thought it was a sensor. Ford, this is Dearborn Ford, managed to squeeze me in as well that afternoon and said, should be fixed by the morning if you can hang around. Got a motel, was a bit, oh, this is a bit low on funds. I was looking at about 1,500 quid, which meant I'd be out completely, all my savings gone, because I'd already gone over budget getting this car, which was super safe and from Vancouver. Um, and unfortunately, I went into the office and sat with Kerry, the service manager, who went, sorry, it's actually going to be the steering column and it's going to be a minimum of two and a half thousand dollars to fix. And I got a bit upset because I, I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ford don't do payment plans, but hopefully we're going to be able to work something out. Um, and I thought, well, what am I going to do? Where am I going to stay? I haven't got, I don't know anyone here. Uh, I've got no money, can't afford motels, food, etc. So I sat down and I Googled the word ranch around Kamloops and I rang all those numbers. Then I Googled the word farm and I rang all those numbers and then horse and etc. And everyone I spoke to, bless them, were saying, well, we don't have any work, but we've got somewhere to stay or, you know, we haven't or giving me phone numbers to someone else. And it was actually a ranch two hours north of here. Um, they said, you can come and Ford were going to pay for me to, to have a driver take me all the way out there. Like, oh, it's Dearborn Ford. So. Yeah. Friend of the paper. Yeah. Friend of Pops to this week. Oh, great. Yeah, no, they were awesome. And I just thought, oh, this is taking the piss a bit. So I said, oh, do you know of anyone else? And um, they gave me the number for this lady called Jill Watts, who lives about 25 minutes out of Kamloops, who answered the phone and went, yeah, I'm just at hot yoga, but I'll come pick you up after. And I skipped around Dearborn Ford. Everyone was cheering for me. I mean, they involved the sales department looking at warranty law for me. They rang the guy three different times that I bought the car off in Vancouver. And he was actually really rude and abusive to them. But they sat through it and they were like, well, we're trying to help this girl out. Are you going to help her too? And he was just a nightmare. So they were fantastic. And then they got all the parts department calling around people in Canada trying to help me find a cheaper part so they could help fix my vehicle a bit cheaper. Um, and I thought, right, I've got somewhere to stay. And bless them, Rob, my mechanic, um, even said to me, well, we've got two dogs and a cat, so unfortunately you can't stay with us. And he was loving Jane. Um, but he rang all the neighbours on his street and said, there's a guy across the road, he's got a spare a room, you'd be fine to stay there. Um, and made sure that we always had some place to stay. And it, just like the outpouring of care has been amazing. Miranda at Ford, she's been texting me, making sure that I've got somewhere safe. And then where the story has kind of, where we are currently, because it's still not fixed, um, I'm staying with this Jill uh, 25 minutes away and she owns BC's best raw dog food wow. so we've been making dog treats <laughs> which obviously she's been loving <coughs> and I've been helping her out on her small farm with some of her dogs but she also is a lecturer at True mm, yes. for regenerative agriculture and that's where it becomes really cool because my best friends in New Zealand are leading with the regenerative agriculture wow. movement so hopefully wow. we're going to be able to work together get some of my friends teaching her students and we've ended up in this wonderful similarity. And we can, and we can, and we can thank the crooked dealer in Vancouver because <laughs> had he not sold you a lemon, you would have never met 
the true instructor, and you, she may never had this teaching from New Zealand. So well, good on the crooked dealer in Vancouver for setting you guys up. It's like the best and the worst. I yeah. feel like I went through a really uh, negative experience, you could say. But it's like for a reason almost, it right? Sucked. But I've had so many good things come out of it, yeah. you know? And I'm definitely going to stay in touch with Jill and loads of the people I've met in Kamloops. Dearborn Ford, everyone should go and buy a Ford from them because they're warranty, they'll look go. after you better than any other dealer. So I can't speak more highly of them. And even the guys at, um, I think it's Buyers Automotive, mm -hmm. uh, they were so friendly to me. Like, I'm just a little English girl from out of town with my dog. And Kamloopians, I think it's what you call them. Kamloopsians, but yes, very good. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, no, they've yeah. just gone above and beyond. So what's, um, what, what, what URL address, how do they find your blog? What's um, it's www.theglobalfarmher.com. The and uh, that's my name on socials. This is your life. This is, I know Jane wants to go, so we'll let you go here. But that's this is right. your life. Are you, you're, you're kind of like a nomad farmer. You travel um, the world and take jobs, or how does it work? Yeah, so Canada is our 21st country uh, that we've been to. And Jane is from New Zealand. Uh, that's where we first set up about five years ago. And it was completely unintentional. Um, I studied A-levels to become an orthopedic trauma surgeon and looked around Duke British universities thinking that was the way for me. And I was just I really had a, some fantastic work experience, but I just didn't feel like it was right for me. And I started going on a gap year and I joked to my friends that it's now a bit of a gap life. Mm -hmm. um, but dare I say that the best people I believe I've met in farming and I shear sheep all over in these different countries, which helps. It's a bit of a better wage than just a general farm hand. Um, Jane's earned her keep. I get loads of texts now from people being like, so uh, we really want Jane to come and work our sheep. They don't know my name, but they just want to see her because she's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we, we've traveled all over Europe and the, I really wanted to come to Canada just before Corona. Corona happened, Canada shut down. So the last three, two and a half years, we've just been doing Europe. Mm. Um, and I've been based in Norway now, and we've got, I've got a boyfriend there, ended up along the road. And um, yeah, I spent last summer working in Italy, along with Germany and Austria. Wow. So we've had quite an adventure, but she's so, I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't have a dog that's as calm as her. Like she's making friends wherever she mm. goes. Oh, it's a good she's, dog is happy in a car, on a plane, as long as she's got one of my jumpers in her crate, she's calm. Nice. Um, and then she's a class working dog on top, so I'm lucky in that sense. How many countries have you been to? <coughs> uh, 21. Yeah, 21? this is number 21. Oh, that's good, that's um, good. So, well. yeah, she's a well-traveled dog. Um, that's another stamp in her passport. <laughs> Thanks for bringing her in. Thanks no, for coming thank in. You. That's a good yeah. story. That's a, that's a good, good news that we need sometimes. It's yeah, well, I just, I think it's, um, because when it first happened, uh, I was gutted, but actually I think my faith's been fully restored and more. Um, and it just shows that the reputation that Canadians have of everyone going, Canadians are lovely and so friendly. And this guy sold me a lemon, Sometimes I was like, <laughs> damn, but actually, no, it's more than true. What? And I've experienced that firsthand in two weeks of being here. Well, I think the guy that who sold you the lemon, I think he's uh, actually, he's an American citizen who's living here now. Oh, <laughs> makes sense, of course. So, uh, well, hopefully your next car is a peach. Good luck in uh, Alberta. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. We have you know this wonderful whirlpool here, um, and if you want something in a lower price range, I do have a floor model for sale right here. It's going to have a look inside here. Um, oh, always knock first, just in case there's a salad dressing inside. Funny story, I had a gentleman in here yesterday and he brought his blanket in. He was here three times and I finally realized he was an undercover cop. <laughs> Steve's dad jokes are undeniably painful, but there is nothing, nothing cringeworthy about the service at Gorge. Hi. Radio NL. Yes. Camless Blazers. Voice of the Blazers. Podcast. Let's start there. Things. How's the podcast going? It's going good. It's busy. Um, and I appreciate 
you know, the effort that goes into it on a show like this because, you know, it's a lot of work, you know, editing and, and everything and features and, um, you know, just trying to produce it every week. It's um, it's a bit of a burden sometimes, but it's, uh, it's a nice, uh, as you guys would probably attest to, a nice sort of creative uh, output yeah. to... Put some of your uh, your resources into some insider stuff from you on that podcast, and that's what we're looking for here. It's Ooh. called the Blaze, right? The Blaze, the Blaze right. with yes. John Keenan and yes. friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, road trip, great road trip. Not bad. Give us your take. Well, ten out of twelve points. So no team in the in the Western Conference had as good as road trip uh, as the Blazers did out there. So overall, pretty good. You always want to win that last game. It makes the trip home and the ensuing week uh, just a little bit better. But they couldn't quite do the the complete sweep. Uh, goaltending was uh, the save percentage of the trip was 877 uh, but the fact that they were scoring so many goals uh, you know getting 45 shots a night on average uh, you know sometimes you don't need the, the great goaltending when that's the case and uh, a guy like Olin Zellweger just had a fantastic road trip those new acquisitions have fit in really really well and uh, they just keep going let's deal with that because it's, qu- yeah, it's the question we we're gonna ask is like when the trade came down yes. a few weeks ago last month month and a bit ago um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of differing opinions saying oh my god because it was a blockbuster mm-hmm. some people said great trade some people said you gave up too much we've had some time to adjust it and see it what's your what's your thoughts well no doubt it was a ton mm-hmm. uh, that's just the way the market um, you know sort of dictated this year uh, that said the Blazers are the only team out of the 60 in the CHL that know they're the Memorial Cup uh, the prices this year were driven on a few factors. Uh, Winnipeg and Seattle really pushing some prices up. Uh, not knowing the future of the Winnipeg franchise uh, maybe uh, drove things up even further. Uh, there was an arms race for sure. Uh, and all of a sudden you're you know looking at exorbitant prices. But I think if there was one thing that if I was the team I would have done different, I would have asked for it in two separate trades. So it doesn't look like it's you know 14 assets yeah. going the other way. It's just two trades, seven on seven. And then you know you look at other teams' deals that they've made. It would have looked similar. It would have looked similar. Yeah. But you have this laundry list of like a Walmart receipt there of yeah. draft picks and everything. So. You love Ryan Hofer. I'm a big Ryan Hofer guy. Just have got, been for a while. Just got signed today. Why? Yeah. He did. Uh, because I don't think there's another player in the WHL that does what Ryan Hofer does. Uh, because he can do it all. He, you know, this is my. I equate it to this. And super. Did you play Super Mario Brothers when oh, you yes. were growing yeah, up? Absolutely. Yeah. My what my question is. Whenever people ask me to describe Ryan Hofer, I say it's like Super Mario when he eats the star, and for 25 <laughs> seconds he just goes crazy out there, right? Bumps guys off the puck, and he's you know he's glowing and everything. That's what he reminds me of. And he's a good guy. He 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 shoots the puck a ton. He had this one-timer goal in in uh, where would be Swift Current that he just blasted through the net, uh, and and he works hard every shift. And I don't think anyone works harder than. Does Ryan he have Hofer. a bit of Bowser in him? That that meanness. In well, him? he does if provoked. He does if provoked. He's a he's a rural Manitoba guy that you know you mentioned just signed an, uh, an NHL deal yep. with Washington. And I think of all the players on the roster right now, and you're thinking Logan Stankov and Olin Zellweger, Ryan Hofer, these three players. Question is who will play more NHL games? Might be Ryan Hofer yeah. when all is said and done. Seattle, Allen, Prokop, Schaefer, Lambert, Kurchinsky, Milich, Gunther, Doc still hurt, but. What's it going to take to beat these guys? Well, a lot. It's going to take. It's going to take a, a team effort. It's going to take. Um, it's going to take a lot. I mean, that's uh, they've they've called themselves sort of a super team down there, and uh, rightfully so. You know, I, I saw some comments where they were talking about how, you know, this is a, a no team has ever you know been put together like this in the WHL. So it'll take a lot. Uh, it'll take a lot of will. Um, but but really, that's that team assembled. Uh, Dylan Gunther coming back from the NHL after you thought it was all over. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, here's another guy. Here's yeah. another. Yeah, treat. here's another guy. Yeah. So, um, but it'll take a lot, and uh, it'll take the best out of the Blazers, and it'll take um, you know all the small things we always talk about special teams. Obviously, you think the Blazers can do it. Yes. Um, what is it going to take? Is there one thing in particular, one key in your mind that has to happen if they can get over that hump? Well, uh, boy. I don't think it's going to take one thing. Yeah. Uh, it'll take a few breaks along the way. It'll take some, you know, in order to go on a, a long run in the playoffs, you need a lot of things. You need luck as well. You need some good luck. You need some good fortune. You need to stay healthy. Yeah, injuries, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a battle of attrition uh, when you get down to 
you know, the third round of the playoffs or wherever these teams could meet uh, in the postseason, it's almost who's healthy. And I think that's what Seattle saw last year is that, you know, you lose a player around maybe uh, and, you know, they were really making sure that, you know, if they do lose a guy, they just have another guy that steps up right away. That was Everett's problem last year, right? They, yeah, uh, they had three, three out and Vancouver upset them. Yeah, but. and even Edmonton, you know, Edmonton had all these stars last year. They lost Dylan Gunther in the league final and mm-hmm. they still had enough depth to overcome that. Mm-hmm. Curling. Curling. Ice cold takes from Folds. Maybe you want to address <laughs> perhaps here anything there or Briar, anything you want to touch on there? <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm sad because I missed uh, you the, the Scotties out of town. Yeah. And yeah. we got in um, pretty late on the, the Sunday, about Sunday 11 o'clock at noon, and uh, just couldn't drag myself to the final for that. For it that was rink. cool. It was too bad that the snowstorm came in. I was looking forward to having yeah. one packed house for the final. It just didn't happen. Yeah. But it was a good tournament. It was. And here's the thing that really gets me about the Scotties is that Clancy Grandy didn't even need to win the the provincial title in order to get a berth into mm-hmm. into the Scotties. So she beat the local team just out of spite almost, uh, yeah. uh, which would have been too bad because Grandy had enough points, uh, curling points. She could have lost and we could have yeah. brown and we could have had We could have everybody yeah. and that yeah. would have been the cherry yeah. on top. So me, that really grinds me a lot. Yeah, that's all the whole thing. Yeah, about and the you ridiculous. can't really have a host team at the Scotties though, right? Because not no. every city has no. a team that's no. that's You can't have a host, host team. You can get rid of the wild card team. Okay, let's deal with this. God's talking about this. Matt Dunstone, fifth briar for him. He's never won. Can he do it this year? He's got a great team in uh, in Manitoba, and you know I, I've seen some conversations before where you question the validity of, of Matt Dunstone. Um, no, no, just not, about the the, the residency. I, yes, I, he's he's playing by the rules. Yes, the rules are stupid. Go ahead. But this year he's representing. Manitoba, like yes. he's wearing the bison or the three. Is it like Sweden, like yeah, the three crowns? I think it's is the, it the three, 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 three wheats and the bison or something, yeah. isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. It's uh, it's unique, anyways. Sure. Yeah. And and he, if if you know Matt, he is a Winnipegger through and through. Yeah. Like he's he's a Winnipegger living in Kamloops mm-hmm. right now, and uh, I think it's great for local sports to have another guy like that that we can sort of hang our hat on. Newfeld and Colton Lot both are Manitoba residents. Yeah, and Dunstone's the BC import. So, yeah, <laughs> but he was, but he's team. Winnipeg born. Yeah. Yes. He was. Born. He is. Yes. He is a Winnipegger through and through. So yes. I think this is the perfect fit for him. Like I'm from Saskatchewan, and I'm like, hey, Lanigan. go, go Saskatchewan. That's right, go Saskatchewan. But I, like Matt's from, you know, he's he's from Winnipeg, and that's awful tough because there's two. There's a provincial rivalry between yes. between those two, as you would know. So. Yeah. Yeah. CFL pool. Looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to it. We Have do you a paid CFL. Me yet? <laughs> no, you said keep it for this year. That's I was right. your 30th. That's your your yes, dudes are right. paid I'm this pre-paid, year. I'm prepaid, I think. Yeah. We do a CFL pool, and yeah. uh, people should get in on it. It's a great pool. It's, uh, it is a lot it's, of fun. Uh, we have and 14, thanks for the hard work that you do to put it together. 14 people. You pick your game every week, and it's 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 hard. We might have to have a, like a cut on some of the of the uh, people involved, though. Like some people get a little whiny. Well, they, you see that. Yeah, they complain yeah. about like uh, just random stuff. Like it's it's fun. Like for, and, uh, there's no way like Hamilton and Ottawa are playing. I normally would have no skin in the game. No, but now I do. That's right, and, and it's, it's it's some of the guys. If they, you tell when they've been in the wine, because they'll bitch about the yes. most mundane things. Yes. So, yeah, I can tell good. when you get in the wine. Yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter We're going to get into the storms Twitter later. Yeah. I'll leave that alone for now. <laughs> um, coaching, though, I want to ask you about inspirational yes. coaches. You've dealt with a lot of coaches in your career. Mm-hmm. Anybody stands out as far as the most motivational, from a speaking standpoint, coaches you've dealt with? Boy, there's a lot of coaches, um, but there's one that was always uh, so engaging, I couldn't wait to, to talk to him. And I don't know if it, the feeling is mutual, probably not. But Kevin Constantine, who a longtime NHL coach, San yeah. Jose, uh, did he coach in Boston? I forget no, where I don't know. San Jose for San Jose sure. comes to my mind, Constantine. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. And he always... It's almost like he was almost standoffish to start the interview, you know. But as soon as he got going, it's like he he shared his knowledge, and 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 you you always got something you could sink your teeth into uh, afterwards and think like, hmm, that made a lot of sense. One thing he said uh, that I always try to remember when I'm you know going into you know matching up teams or are the Blazers as good as this team or are they better than this team? He said, you always see your own team's weakness and the other team's greatness first. So you always see their greatness and your weakness first. You have to find a way to sort of, you know, cancel that off, look through it all, and find out really how they how the two teams match up. That is pretty deep, almost like Paddock. His his words of wisdom to you. Do you speak English? <laughs> that, was, <laughs> yeah. that was very. Uh, that was very deep. Yeah. That was very. Yeah. Yeah. Golf season coming up here. Yes. June bug season. Your boat <laughs> coming up here too. Looking forward to it, KGCC guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, do a little river shore this year too. 
Yeah, but uh, KGCC is. Oh, that's uh, probably through the, the the podcast. Yeah, there's some some great people over there too. But uh, <laughs> yeah. we always have great battles at KGCC. Yeah, we, we always do. get it at some point in the summer. We're probably not talking to each other yeah. for a week or two weeks because something shook something down. Something happened on the somebody over celebrated on yeah. some green. Yeah. Ran through someone's putting line. There'll be something in the playoffs too where we're at each other at some point for some work. Or one of the wives will have a text message and and it'll just throw everybody off. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's uh, it's a lot of fun and you know. The Funny thing is, um, speaking of golf season, um, I was just speaking to the folks at Rivershore there, and the latest they've ever opened is March 18th. Yeah. And there's just no way, no if you way. look outside, yeah. that they're going to. So this might be one of the latest, latest starting years. golf seasons. Whereas last year, it was one of the earliest. Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. Travis Olson's probably whew, slaving away out yeah. there at the KGCC yeah. right now. Well, I guess, can you really covered. do anything right now? I don't it's know. Still it's still snow covered. There's still snow. Yeah. And the temperatures have to get, the overnight temps have to be above zero to make yeah. ground. And, they're and that still, ain't happening yet. No. Yeah. Got to go to the Willows, have some nachos, some pints. See our two favorite, uh, two favorite um, hosts out there too. Oh, Karina, Karina, and uh, Ver- Verdita. Verdita, yeah. I love yeah. Verdita. Shout out and Karina. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> okay, thanks for coming. <laughs> We're so off. <laughs> okay, appreciate it. Thanks right. a lot for joining us. Okay. <laughs> LED shot. Ali D shot this at game seven and he called it appropriately the agony of defeat. Ali D is Alan Douglas. He's a fantastic photographer for Kamloops this week and many other organizations. He does events all over the city. He's everywhere and he catches shots like this. And this was a tough moment for the Kamloops Storm. It was game seven on home ice. They wanted to have a big win. It was a huge crowd, a thousand people there. They're the biggest gate of the season. And they fell short. It was tough for them. I wanted to start with their uh, head coach. A couple of really good interviews that I wanted to play. Um, some inspirational stuff from both the head coach, who's Jan Ludwig. You know Jan Ludwig. Yeah, yeah, former NHLer. Yeah, absolutely. He took over the team on short notice before the season. Jeff Grimwood left like right before the season. They called in Jan Ludwig and slow start. He's a longtime pro scout. Uh, his son is in, in the minors. In the minors. His uh, daughter plays. Katie was a fantastic volleyball, volleyball player, player yeah. for for the Wolfpack. Yeah. But he had never coached before, so it was a learning experience. The team didn't start well. They were, uh, I think, fourth in their division at one mm-hmm. point, and he took it on himself. He said, "It's on me. I got to do better." Matt Cole, kind of in a roundabout way, the GM called him out. They turned it around, and they had a really great season. And you could tell that he really felt for his players uh, in this interview right here after the loss on Monday night. Uh, you know, I just told the boys, hockey can be cruel, you know, you one day we're celebrating and, and super happy and next day we're crushed and crying, but I told them it's a, such a beautiful game and, and, and it, it's like a, a reflection of life, except sometimes even more dramatic and more up and down and, and I told them I wouldn't want to compete against them in anything in life because they have a whole different set of gears in there transmission and, and when they trip over something they enjoy I think they can apply all this stuff good and bad and I know the beautiful and hard but it's a great game Canadian game and uh, I'm proud of them we never quit we, we're in it right to the end the puck's bouncing on the goal line, but that's the nature of the beast yeah wise words uh, measured and, and 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 smart and um, he wasn't too high or too low and he just he's been there in fact, in his, in his, in his, as a New Jersey Devil, I think his team came back from a three-to-one deficit to beat Philly. So he he knows what it's like to be there, and he knows what his players are going through. I think the biggest thing there is he's saying that, in a roundabout way, he's saying they'll learn from this. This is actually good for them because as they go forward, like he says, they'll 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 they'll, they'll step over the obstacles, and this is one of them. Any uh, inspirational coaches that you remember from your sports life that uh, stand out? Tortorella. Torts. Torts is the best, man. When I was a kid growing up in Abbotsford, and we used to go to the BC Junior Hockey League games, and the Abbotsford Flyers, legendary team there, they went to the Centennial Cup final in 1983 against the North York Rangers. They had a, they had a, they had a coach named Doug Sauter, and uh, he went on to coach a lot in the AHL, CHL, Oklahoma City. Um, his big handlebar mustache, looks like Sam Elliott. And uh, he used to, uh, after the game, we'd go into the dressing room as kids and everything, and he'd let us in there and give us cokes, and he'd talk to the team. And he would be really low-key, you know, but, you know, with this big mustache, cowboy boots on. But you could tell that the players revered, revered him. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't say much, but he, sp- he spoke more with the less he said. Yeah. yeah. 
Jan Ludwig is uh, likely, I think, going to be back. I called or I texted Matt Cole, the GM of the Storm. He said we'd like to have him back, and Jan's indicated that he wants to come back. So that's great for the Storm. Yeah. They will not have their 20-year-old captain, Harrison Ewart, back. You kind of forget that for a lot of these guys, it's the end of the line of their competitive hockey careers. They're mm -hmm. 20 years old. They're not going on to play maybe university. They're not going on to play pro. So this is the end of their athletic, competitive life. Yeah. And you can tell that it meant a lot to Harrison Ewart, and uh, it was a sad moment for him on Monday night. Uh, what stings the most about this one, Harrison? I mean, it's my last year of hockey. I mean, I f love it. Oh, f yeah. I love everyone in that dressing room so much. They all battled their hearts out all year. I've been here for so long, and I can't thank the coaches and Matt and Pete and all the trainers and everyone that's helped me over the years. I mean, this program has come the world to me, and uh, I just love every everyone in that room. But I couldn't be happier with what the effort they put in. Uh, it's just raw motion, right? Like you just said, like this is, to us looking at it, it's a junior B league and, and, and the kids are playing and, and, and it might not be that important, but this is their world. Yeah. Like you say, this is as far as the tier coming down, just tells it all. Yeah. There were so many good things about the storm this year. They had their first responders night. They had um, their angels animal rescue. Wiener dog night. Very They're popular. all over the community. Yeah. They're helping players get to junior A and post-secondary so there's so many good things but we do want to focus on something that needs to get better for the Kamloops Storm and this has been going on for for years since it jumped ownership groups even when Barry Dewar was in control these tweets that you don't like the tweets I eh? don't like the tweets Barry I mean like I the they're entertaining yeah they're they're you chuckle at them but I think they are essentially shameful for the organization shameful they're representing and hey we can't cast stones you and I have had some tweets uh, late night especially I you. stand by every tweet red, I've ever tweeted red wine <laughs> um, but we're not representing a group of young men and I think if you want to get rid of this whole kind of jungle bee tag, and I'm not saying that that's what this storm are, they do so many good things, but this is this element of it is still oh, kind of jungle, jungle bee, jungle and yeah. they need to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is 11.44 p.m., the night of their Game 7 loss. Let's see the tweet. The better team won tonight. They whined and complained, <laughs> but they won. The game determined the winner. That's what counts. A win. 2-1. Congratulations, Sycamus Eagles. Note the time, 11.44. Well, there's two things about this that really bother me more than the, the context. They need a comma here, <laughs> and they need a comma after congratulations. Other than that, I'm fine with the tweet. There's a lot of run-on sentences. No, you, you can't be fine with that tweet because it's like, it's no. like a juvenile Some, thing. They're trying, to be, they're trying to take it on the chin and be like, you know, the better team won. But One, one of the responses tonight uh, to this tweet said, uh, we get the sentiment but you should have ended it here and then started out here again. And I'm glad you brought up those responses because let's see the next tweet. Brad Carp, who's doing the whining now? Uh, Joe Capiglioni. It's too bad you don't like, like the spelling of two there, Folds, either. No, it's too bad like uh, stuff like that is said and the league doesn't step in and deal with it. I thought the league came out dealing with teams when they say things about the league. How about other teams need a question mark? Okay, respectfully, and then we got Blake Milton coming in. Respectfully, maybe next time stop at the better team That's one. the one I was mentioning, yep. If we can go up a little bit, please. Wow. Uh, just a simple wow from Mike Rigby. Connor Harding, still just the worst organization in the league, I see. Where's the class cam loops? Yeah, this seems a, a bit bitter, perhaps even whiny. Uh, wow, I think a lesson in losing gracefully is, need, is needed here. Shameful to post this verbal vomit much. Mm -hmm. And there's one more down below here, if we can scroll down. This one's pretty hard from Tonio Hash. Shame on you. This is disgusting to post on behalf of the team. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. To all the young men who play, great job to all. I hope you're classier than whoever runs your Twitter. Yes. What else do you have to say? I mean, that's what you're putting out there for your organization. And that's up to Matt Cole and the powers that be at the Kamloops Storm organization to take control of. Do you think Jan Ludwig would like to see that? I, he has, I think I'm sure, nothing the, to do with that. He would be he would th be. This is the antithesis cringing. of what Jan would seem to be as a man to me. Okay, one more tweet on this matter. and they So they're quote tweeting themselves. In my opinion, they're just getting down in the weeds with the storm. Not this bad, though, because if you notice this, Summerland got defeated by the best team in the league this year, Princeton Posse. They're the number one team in the entire KIJHL. Summerland got swept. Summerland, though, you know, when they lost, here's what they said. Um, and it was a classy out. So they're just, they're just helping. Like, it's a light jab, okay? No, it's not, it's just, not too bad. They're helping their brethren to say, look it, you need some education. Here's your sensitivity training. Yeah, it's definitely not that bad. I just I thought, think it, I think if you want to be real classy, you know what you do? You say nothing. Or you contact them by a text. You say, hey, look, Matt Cole, this is Bush League. I agree. But on the other hand, you know, no publicity is bad publicity. And this league is fighting for relevant, not relevance, for fighting for attention with everything else. So I bet you even though this looks 
you know, looks hokey, and 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 the tweet from the from the I think we can agree from the storm was kind of, was wasn't good. No, Bush. Um, look at all the uh, all the all the conversations it's it's generating, and sometimes that's all people care about in this age of social media attention spans and uh, no class. And like I said, this dates back. So let's see the next slide, please. And this goes way back. And a lot of tweets have been deleted. I couldn't find them, but here's some that I could find. So this is 2017. Yep. Kamloops Storm, three nothing. Heat goalie wants that back. That's not that bad. Um, Kamloops Storm. On a separate note, Fernie, either pay your commentators or get new people. Fans don't pay to listen to them complain about not being paid for three periods. <laughs> uh, they, <laughs> this one's funny because this is the Chase Heat. So after Kamloops Storm run the goalie and get no penalty, they score four goals. The Storm retweeted that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're proud of it. This this one's a bit disturbing, right? I mean, this just. <clears throat> It's better to say unfortunate nothing. end to a game in Invermere tonight. One-one tie, one minute remaining in regulation, and we have an ammonia alarm. Everyone is safe and well. Storm players claiming they were just about to score when the game was halted. We will never know. Yeah, that's so weird. people are like could potentially die in this ammonia league. Have, they have died, and they have died in the ammonia, and, and then they, they unleashed that. Yeah, that was really bad. And here's a sentence: You're not going to like the run on here. In the, in Ref the bad call, two in a row, and three-two chase lead, <laughs> three forty to go in third. Credit to Moore. And this dates back. Okay, this is not the current regime, but it has jumped regimes. It's still going on. This is the kind of stuff that the league doesn't need. There's a, a an account called KIGL, uh, KIGHL Sniper, Sniper that yeah. picks these things up. And, uh, well, maybe we should find out whether or not the KIJHL has a social media policy. They I'm should. sure they do. I don't want to get anybody suspended or in trouble. I just think it was a good time to be, okay, let's get somebody on the uh, social media with some, some class and some, some grammatical abilities. <clears throat> and maybe even if you want to go that road, be clever. Be witty. Right. That, that happens now. Like, oh, teams yeah. are always taking little jabs, friendly but it's, jabs. But, but it's, it's the way you do it. You have to have a little bit of intelligence and wit. And uh, yeah. so far, there was none there. And like I said, the good with the storm vastly outweighs the bad. Oh. They've had a great season. Good year. They've done so many things for charity. Just need to point this one thing out. Let's wrap the show. We've got Vanny Sartini next week. He is? Who is he? For the, the people who don't know. head coach. Yeah. And he's a bubbly Italian. Good interview. Great interview. His team lost their first game. We'll see how he feels about the season. I think his contract is coming to an end. Is he confident the team's going to turn around? Can he um, continue on coaching the team and get to the playoffs this year? They have to make the playoffs this season. You would hope so because it's been a very, very disappointing run for the, for the team. Reader's Digest, March 15th. We'll have two weeks from today. We'll, we'll ask Reed, uh, Reed Hamer Jackson about all things at City Hall and see if he brings in his stopwatch. Mike, we've barely heard from you today. I don't even know if we've heard from you at all. Uh, a, a little bit, you know. It's uh, It's been a, a sports-heavy show, so, uh, yeah, you know. Big news for you. Big Distribution. News yeah, we've uh, we've landed a, a U.S. distributor as of this morning, so that's... Uh, for that's the huge. River Song guitar line. River Song guitars. That's huge mm. news. Uh the U.S. is a difficult market to serve from Canada because we have an international border. But uh, this company is super excited, and there's a lot of other uh, parallels that's going to happen alongside of this. So very good news for uh, Riversong Guitars. From an economics note, does a falling Canadian dollar help you? It does uh, if you're exporting the guitars, it, correct? It makes it easier for, yeah. for the distributor in the United States, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, Wherever. final thoughts from you? Good, good show, good show. I'd like to see Keener. He's a he's a, probably the best play-by-play announcer in the Western Hockey League, if not in all of Major Junior. I haven't heard many from back east, but I've heard some other ones, uh, Vancouver and uh, and the Prairies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I uh, hit the wrong button, and uh, yeah, you'll like you'll like that in the thing. So uh, carry on, guys. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Was the camera on you the whole time? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Keener's good. I like the dog. I like the the Rachel. She was a breath of fresh air, and it's good to have a little bit of uh, just positivity because you're so negative all the time. It's nice to have some some positivity coming into the show. Yeah, Dearborn Four got a lot of love today. We're talking a Volkswagen today, so you might have a sponsor next week for the Magic Mirror. Brought to you by ba, 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 ba. Volkswagen. Volkswagen. <laughs> well, we'll see how that. <laughs> we do like McDonald's though, and the Big Macs coming on March seventh. Thank you to Club Car Beverages and the Gorge Appliance and Mattress Center for Chris, for Bennett, for Mike, for Bill. I'm Marty. We'll see you last week. <laughs>